Welcome to the FanSpeak Network. I'm your host, Megan Schaup. You can follow me on Twitter at Megs08DFS. And I'm here with my brother, Steve, who you can follow on Twitter at SteveOSpeak. And we are talking best ball because we are drafting plenty on underdog fantasy. Steve, how are you doing and uh, how are you enjoying your underdog fantasy drafts? How are they going? Uh, they're, they're going well. Um, uh, looking forward to hopefully another puppy coming out soon, but uh, mm-hmm. still grinding some slows from the old one, um, some <laughs> home leagues and, um, you know, all that. So, And, yeah, of course, Best Ball Mania 3. Yeah, that I love that. <laughs> Yeah, when you got a shot at $2 million up top, you can't beat that. So go to Underdog Fantasy if you're not already on it and use code FANSPEAK. You get 100% deposit match up to $100. So that gets you some free leagues, some free puppies, some free um, Best Ball Mania 3s. And, you know, take this information and go there and and use it and, and do some fun drafts on Underdog. It's awesome. And, and we've got plenty more Best Ball content all summer long. But today we are talking about some ADP battles at each position. There are some kind of two players going right around the same ADP and Steve's going to break them down for us and, and say, who, you know, which player he prefers taking. Um, so let's talk quarterback first, Steve. We've got Dak Prescott going around 86 and Trey Lance going around 80, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of these ADPs. Um you know, give me a little breakdown on each and and who you lean towards. So Trey Lance, uh, you know, second year guy, only got two starts last year uh, as part of San Francisco's um, team because Jim Garoppolo, they're winning. So uh, it's tough for the rookie to get in. And look, the upside is sky high with Trey Lance. He he could be the next Josh Allen. You know, people comp him to that. But he's also very raw. And um, and. You know, that that should be taken into account. But I, I do like drafting him in best ball because this is a format that you can get his highs and ignore his lows. So right. yeah, best ball is actually the perfect format for somebody like Trey Lance who could have these amazing spike weeks, but also some weeks where he's barely cracking 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, he is being drafted 80th, uh, right around like quarterback 7, 8. Um, <clears throat> you know, and to me, that is that's a little too high, especially given the fact that he's going ahead of somebody like Dak Prescott. Right. Uh, Trey Lance is upside. People point to what Jalen Hurts did last year, you know, 750-plus rushing yards, 10 rushing touchdowns. Um, passing numbers weren't great. Uh, but, the you know, and in, in, uh, Hurts finished, <clears throat> um, in terms of points per game, sixth overall, a little lower because he missed a couple games. But that that to me is probably Trey Lance's upside for this year. I mean, long term, two three years from now, he could be QB one. You know, he's mm-hmm. that kind of ridiculous talent and upside if it all comes together. But for some reason, he's going ahead of Dak Prescott, and this I do not get. Dak Prescott finished last year seventh in in fantasy points, total fantasy points, <clears throat> and what we need to remember is how just how good Dak is. I mean, he. Right is just Mr. Consistent putting up 20 to 30 points almost every week. He had a couple uh, weird game stretch there in the middle. I was going to say, it was right in the middle of the season. So yeah. He was dealing with an injury, had, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that had to deal with the, you know, like Amari Cooper was missing time with COVID and, you know, CD Lamb was banged up for a game and, you know, he was dealing with the, mm-hmm. with another injury. And, but the thing that we need to remember is he got all these points last year with almost no rushing production. And, uh, you know, Dak Prescott will never put up the rushing production of 
a Jalen Hurts or potentially a, a Lance, but he, in prior seasons, put up decent uh, rushing numbers, you know, roughly around 250 to 300 yards and four to six touchdowns. Last year, he had about 150 yards and one touchdown. So you just have so much more upside of him getting back to that level now that he's two years removed from the major injury, um, even the minor injury he was dealing with last year. And this offense just revolves around him. Dallas was the highest scoring uh, team in the league last year. Some of that was their defensive touchdowns. But honestly, those were possessions that were stolen away from Dak Prescott. He could get those back this year. So I just think sky's the limit with with Dak Prescott. And I, if a quarterback from this range is going to finish in the top three or four, I would bet on Dak over Trey Lance. I like it. I, I definitely would um, lean towards Dak. I mean, obviously, you know, being a Washington fan, I feel like I watch a more Cowboys games or I don't know. I mean, I obviously, like you said, we only saw Trey Lance in a couple appearances last year. So like you said, the, the upside is there, but I definitely lean, lean Prescott as well. Let's move on to the running back position. We've got James Conner going around uh, ADP uh, uh, 32 and Travis Etienne going around 34 um, ADP. So, you know, give me a quick breakdown and, and who you're leaning towards there. Well, Connor, um, you know, came in last year as the number two back in Arizona and um, was the touchdown machine early on. Uh, when Chase Edmonds missed some time, he kind of took on a full role and we and he showed that he could catch the ball. Uh, he could, you know, uh get good chunks of yardage uh, with enough carries, similar to what he did in Pittsburgh the years that he was healthy there. Now Chase Edmonds moves on. Arizona, you have just one of the highest paced offenses, highest upside offenses in the league. And Connor is still going to be their touchdown guy. Even if his touchdowns come down from the 15 that he had last year, his total yards, his catches, those should go up. Travis Etienne, Again, amazing talent, missed all of last year, all his rookie year due to injury, and probably good that he did because that Jaguars offense was just miserable. But, um, I, you know, I love his upside, and I do like him. He, you know, he's been moving up um, ADP the, this last month or so, but, you know, he's a guy coming off a major injury. Um, James Robinson at some point is going to be back there. Uh, as well, even if it's not to start the season. And I just don't know if they give Etienne the workload that Connor could get. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, injuries are a factor with both of these guys historically, but Etienne's the guy coming off the injury. And right. just even if he is fully healthy, and I do think he will be involved in the passing game a good bit, I don't know if he has the touchdown upside, which in half-point PPR is definitely more important. Um, and then just in general, I just don't know – if these guys, if best case scenario, both these guys stay healthy, I would imagine Connor ends up with more touches just given the the nature of this offense that Arizona has. Okay. Uh, let's move over to the receiver position. And right around between 69-70, you, you've got them going almost the exact same. You've got Elijah Moore and Russell Gage. So break it down for me there, Steve. I actually don't have many shares of either of these guys, I'll, I'll admit. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Elijah Moore, he had a great stretch, um, you know, five, six-game stretch in the second half of the season. Really showed his upside. This guy can get open. He's a playmaker. Um, he did, you know, really nice things in a bad Jets offense last year as a rookie. What is notable, notable some of his best games came actually when Zach Wilson was not the quarterback. Um, whether that's signal noise, you know, we'll we'll see, figure it out. But the thing that worries me um, 
more. I mean, Zach Wilson being the quarterback is one thing, but they brought in Garrett Wilson. I really could see Garrett Wilson ending up the top receiver on this team. And this team probably just doesn't have enough volume to have, you know, if Garrett Wilson ends up the number one wide out on the team, Elijah Moore is not going to pay off that ADP. Um, It's just kind of that simple. And on the other hand, Russell Gage is not going to be the number one receiver in Tampa Bay, but this is a team that Chris Godwin is going to miss a certain number of games. Rob Gronkowski is retired. Antonio Brown is off doing whatever he's doing. There's a big wide open area here for Russell Gage to be Tom Brady's number two weapon. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming from the slot, which Tom Brady and slot receivers is fantasy gold. Right. Um, so, you know, I just think there's so much opportunity on what was the best passing offense in the league last year for Russell Gage that even in the clear number two role, and even if he is a number three when Chris Godwin comes back, he's still probably going to outproduce Elijah Moore, and they're going at the same ADP. I mean, if there was a, a gap in ADP, maybe you could still make a case, but at that same pick point, I'm taking Russell Gage 10 times out of 10 pretty much. Um, right. you, know, you should probably mix it up every now and then, but I just do worry about Elijah Moore paying off his ADP given his being tied to Zach Wilson and just the options that they have in that offense. Makes a ton of sense. So now let's round it out with the tight end position and let's talk former Eagles tight end Zach Ertz and current Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard, both going around the same. Ertz is going a little later. Um, His ADP is more around 108. Goddard's more around 98. Who do you like in that scenario? Yeah. And, you know, this this is one that just absolutely shocks me. Um, I I love Dallas Goddard. He's a talent. Uh, He's younger, uh, very athletic. There's a reason why the Eagles should have traded (coughs) Zach Ertz last year. Right. But the thing is, Zach Ertz is just in a far better situation. He goes to Arizona. As we talked about before, this is much more higher high paced offense. Um, They're going to have so many more pass attempts in the Eagles offense. And you're also tying him to Kyler Murray, who was. Even even we think of Kyler Murray as how he kind of struggled down the stretch. He was still one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league last year. Uh, still one of the highest pro- um, passing producing quarterbacks in the league last year. You know, Jalen Hurts is a fantasy producer, but m- a lot of that came from his legs. That is not correlating with Dallas Goddard. So I think you're capping at a ceiling. Um, both teams brought in a receiver, but in the Cardinals case, Marquise Brown is replacing um, Christian Kirk, who left in free agency, where A.J. Brown is now coming in to take over the number one role. They still have Devonta Smith for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dallas Goddard is potentially the third option on that team. And, right. um, you know, from Zach Ertz's case, you know those first six weeks, uh, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. So he's yeah. very likely the number two option during that time. And even when he's the third option, it's a more valuable third option role. So right. I, I'm I'm just so shocked that given what Ertz did when he went over to Arizona last year after the trade, that the, these ADPs aren't actually flipped. I mean, I, I actually like Ertz higher than TJ Hawkinson, just given the nature of that offense also, and Hawkinson's even higher than Goddard. And right. the one other thing I'd point to is, um, you know, Dallas Goddard, he he did have a couple of really good games uh, down the stretch after Zach Ertz was traded, and some people point to that. But those games came with Gardner Minshew. Those were not with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I, it, it's just a, a tougher projection. I think Dallas Goddard is a good floor play. He'll be a good solid tight end. I just don't know if you'll get the spike weeks that we saw with Zach Ertz down the stretch last year. 
No, that's a great point. I, I'm I'm in line with you there. I'm pretty much in line with with uh, all the analysis of you know which guy you're leaning um, to in these ADP battles. So you know keep that in mind when you guys do your underdog drafts. And again, be sure to check out Underdog Fantasy. Use code Fanspeak and get that hundred percent deposit bonus. Um, be sure to. Before you get out of here, like this episode and subscribe to the Fanspeak Network. We really appreciate you joining us. Do some best ball drafts, and then we'll see you next time.